Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, March 14th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank has prompted a flight to safety around the world. U.S. bank stocks had another bad day, and venture capitalists are pointing fingers at each other for their role in the tech bank's demise. We'll talk to FT journalists in London, Wall Street, and California about the latest developments. I'm Sonia Hudson, in for Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The U.S. government may have acted swiftly to take over Silicon Valley Bank and shore up confidence in the broader banking system, but the market jitters are continuing to spread. Here's the FT's markets editor, Katie Martin. It's been really genuinely quite shocking, the scale of the reaction in global markets. So you look at the government bond market, they have absolutely rocketed in price. Yields have absolutely collapsed. At one point, there was the biggest move on two-year US government debt that we've seen since 1987. And that's partly a, a flight to safety, you know, the bonds like that always do well when investors have got the heebie-jeebies about anything. But it's also a massive bet that the US Federal Reserve simply won't be able to keep raising rates as fast as it had previously indicated. And some even think it might have to stop raising rates at all. So, Katie, why is this happening? I mean, SVB was one bank in the U.S. It had its own unique problems, and it's still unclear whether other U.S. banks have similar problems. Why would there be such a global impact? So when you see a move of that kind of magnitude in the U.S. government bond market, it spreads everywhere. And so you've also seen some absolutely gigantic rallies in bond prices in the Eurozone and in the U.K. Um, It's really not often that you see a move like this. Now, does it make sense? Well, my crystal ball is on the blink, so I don't have perfect view of what's going to happen in future. But it feels like a bit of a stretch to say that the Federal Reserve and and other central banks will look at the next set of inflation numbers that come through and say, oh, well, you know, never mind. Inflation is like several multiples of where it's supposed to be, but we're not going to do anything about it because of a small-ish Californian bank that has hit the skids and we've had to help out. So this is what we're kind of trying to figure out in in markets is, you know, is the scale of this move really, really justified by the news flow? That's the FT's markets editor, Katie Martin. U.S. bank stocks were hit again yesterday. The damage was mostly on regional banks in the western U.S., and their shares got crushed. One San Francisco bank called First Republic at one point yesterday saw its shares drop 75%. Zions Bank, based in Utah, dropped close to 26%. To find out more, I'm joined by the FT's U.S. banking editor, Josh Franklin. Hey, Josh. Hi there. Why did investors flee these banks in particular? I think you're seeing a few different things happening. One is just the geographical focus. Obviously, with what happened with Silicon Valley Bank, it really did focus investors' attention around deposit outflows with 
customers who have a particular exposure to the tech industry. And then really, you've just seen it in any bank that's seen a big increase in their deposits over the last few years. It's reflective of of big growth, but it also is a sign that maybe the deposits could be a little bit flighty, could be uh, liable to be pulled. And then you also have any bank which has more longer dated securities investments that they've made around, you know, longer dated U.S. treasuries and things like that. That's also a sign of concern for for some investors that in order to cover any deposit outflows, the risk that they might have to sell these securities at a loss is, is spooky investors. Have we actually seen any evidence that these fears are a reality, that there could maybe be a run on another bank? So anecdotally, there has been lots of signs of investors pulling money out of banks like First Republic. Uh, there were some pictures going around over the weekend of customers waiting in line outside their bank branches. So there definitely is that fear. The question is whether or not the profile of these banks look a lot like Silicon Valley Bank, which was a particular case in terms of the amount of deposits that they had invested in longer dated treasuries, which spooked customers. And then also the amount of customers who were under the $250,000 insurance cap that the the U.S. government protects insurance. More than 90% of of Silicon Valley Bank customers had deposits that weren't insured by the U.S. government. Even a bank like First Republic, lots of concerns around that at the moment, but only around two-thirds of their deposits are are uninsured, which I should say is still pretty high as far as these things go, but much lower than, than Silicon Valley Bank. Okay, the U.S. government is trying to contain the situation. Over the weekend, it made it easier for banks to borrow funds from the Fed. And yesterday, we saw President Joe Biden come out and say this. Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. Your deposits will be there when you need them. Is this all enough to calm investors and depositors? That is the crucial question. I think on Sunday... People thought that it might do enough, but I think there's evidence to suggest that there are are still a lot of fears around deposit holders pulling their money from from a lot of banks. And you see that in the share price reaction. So it certainly hasn't calmed down all fears. And part of it is it's not necessarily a logical kind of behavior from, from, from people, especially if there is this kind of implicit guarantee of deposits. But I think that for a lot of people, they just look at it and think, I don't even want any risk of my money being tied up even for a few days in terms of I can't access it. So I just want to pull my money out as as soon as I can. Josh Franklin is the FT's U.S. banking editor. Thanks, Josh. Thanks very much. Another player or group of players closely involved in SVB's downfall are venture capitalists. Those are the people who fund startups. They're huge players in Silicon Valley, and they encouraged the companies they worked with to pull their money out of SVB. There is this almighty postmortem going on as to who was at fault and how this happened. That's the FT's venture capital correspondent, George Hammond. And venture capitalists are, are getting the blame from a lot of quarters for, uh, for the collapse of the bank last week. The reason for that is that a few funds in the last uh, few weeks, well, going back at least a week, began to advise their portfolio companies to, to potentially diversify or remove funds. And once that started, there was just this growing sense of, okay, well, if these people are worried about what's happening at Silicon Valley Bank, and perhaps we should be too. And that very quickly crystallized into a bank run in the tail end of last week. And a lot of people think that those issues were surmountable, but the the kind of rapid change in sentiment that came from 
venture capital funds advising their portfolio companies to, to make a move is really what, what did for this bank. So George, I understand you've seen some of the emails that VCs sent last week suggesting that their clients take their money out of Silicon Valley Bank. Can you share some of them with us? Is there one that sticks out to you? There were these emails flying around, venture capitalists sending uh, emails to their portfolio companies saying stuff like, look, you know, not one to create panic, but it looks like there might be a run on the bank. So, so it kind of took on a life of its own very, very quickly. Someone said this to me, uh, and this was not their instruction in um, verbatim, but they, they, their, their philosophy on it was, look, if you're going to panic, panic first. And uh, I think they sent a kind of coded version of that to their portfolio companies and, and yeah, triggered a lot of them to go and withdraw deposits immediately. Is it fair to say that venture capitalists are to blame for the Silicon Valley bank collapse? Or is there a case to be made they were just protecting their clients? I think the answer to that is that at an individual level, advising your portfolio companies to move money out of a, of a bank which doesn't look quite as secure as you thought it did is, is absolutely the right thing to do. It's your fiduciary duty. It made sense for those individual funds. But when they did it en masse as a sector with a lot of influence here, it just totally toppled the bank. That's the FT's venture capital correspondent, George Hammond. You can read more on all these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Even on a budget? Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.